Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Long Live Hollywood podcast. My name is Aaron. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. God bless you. On this episode, I will be talking about Jared Leto and why he feels that movie theaters may not be in business today if it wasn't for Marvel. And then later on, after that, I will give you guys and girls my review of the Batman. My late, late, late review of the Batman. So let's get into it. Episode 31 starts right now. So Jared Leto says movie theaters would be in trouble if it wasn't for Marvel films. He's not wrong. Jared Leto is not wrong. To an extent, he's not wrong. Marvel is definitely playing a big role in the survival of movie theaters. I don't think anybody can challenge that. That's facts. Whenever Marvel puts out a movie, the movie makes either a billion dollars or close to it. It's insane. I'm going to run down a couple of movies. Take a listen to this. The The Avengers, the first one, made $1.519 billion. Age of Ultron made $1.403 billion. Infinity War made $2.048 billion. Endgame made $2.798 billion, with a B, ladies and gentlemen, billion dollars. Spider-Man Homecoming, $880.2 million. Uh, five more movies coming at you, folks. Spider-Man Far From Home, $1.102 billion. Spider-Man No Way Home, $1.877 billion. Black Widow. I hear that movie is trash. Uh, it did not make a bit. Uh, did not make a billion, but three hundred and seventy nine point six million dollars. That's pretty good for a trash movie. Doctor Strange, six hundred and seventy seven point seven million dollars. Just to name a few. Marvel is a tremendous help to the movie theaters. If Marvel was to pull out of the theaters, will the theaters still survive? We'll definitely have some closures job cuts laid off workers and also you have to factor in outside of marvel they they do also own a lot of other properties like your pixar your live action disney movies disney movies in general right you got indiana jones the fifth movie coming out they might reboot it after that they have a lot of other properties but at the same time, half of that stuff is going to be on Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, I do think we will see some people being laid off. We will see some theaters closed. But I don't think that we will see the movie theater business being completely eradicated, wiped out. If DC pulled out of theaters, Marvel and DC pulled out of theaters at the same time, that would be bad. Definitely a lot of closures. Again, I don't think the theater business will be done completely. I live around a few independent theaters and they don't show the big blockbuster movies like your Avengers, your your Spider-Man, these, you know, these uh, billion dollar movies. But they still make revenue, even with a pandemic. Every now and then they may get a Disney movie, like a like a live action movie here and there. 
As long as movie theaters still have support from studios like Paramount Pictures, Sony, Universal, etc. Because if independent theaters can survive without the big billion dollar movies, then, you know, I don't I really don't think there will be a point where we see no theaters whatsoever. Because people like to go out. People like to go on dates. People like to have that family movie experience where they bring all the kids. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And there was this couple. When I saw the Batman, there was this couple. And the boyfriend or husband, this guy had a arm in his arms were full of concession foods. I'm talking a bucket of popcorn, pizza, hot dogs, pretzels, two people, all this food. Does he think the Batman is a seven hour movie or something? All this food. I'm telling you, people like to go out. They will spend some money for a two hour movie, for a three hour movie. That guy spent a lot of money. He spent all that money for something that's over in three hours. And the theater is in the downtown area. There are plenty of restaurants. Yeah, so like I said, I agree with Jared Leto, what he said about the theaters to an extent. I also believe that it's going to take a little bit more than Marvel pulling out of theaters. Paramount will have to pull out. Warner Brothers, Sony, Universal, If more studios pulled out of theaters, then the future of the movie theater business will be uncertain. It's time for my review. We haven't had a standalone Batman movie since 2012. Wow. We haven't had a standalone Batman movie since 2012. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Here's my review of the Batman. Here we go. The Batman is directed by Matt Reeves. Some of Matt Reeves' critically acclaimed movies are uh, the Planet of the Apes trilogy, which are uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War for the Planet of the Apes. And also he did the Clover, the Cloverfield movies as well. And it stars Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Colin Farrell, Jeffrey Wright, Barry Keoghan, Andy Serkis, and Peter Sarsgaard. I actually saw this movie twice. The first time that I saw this movie, I wasn't that crazy about it. I thought it was average. And also I was very uncomfortable in the theater. And that's totally on me because I didn't eat anything. I didn't eat going into this movie, a three hour movie. I didn't have nothing. I do not recommend that. Don't do it. I was constantly nitpicking the movie as well. I was looking at Robert Pattinson's performance as as Bruce Wayne. I was looking at Zoe Kravitz. I was looking at the Riddler, so on and so forth looking at Gotham. I was I was watching this movie like a hawk. In doing that, I missed out on a lot of story. 
I wasn't paying attention to the movie. In this movie, you really got to pay attention. Literally, every piece of dialogue, every scene, every riddle, you have to pay attention. This movie has no downtime. You can't get up for popcorn. You can't uh, go to the bathroom or anything like that. This movie is in go mode for three hours. There's a lot to unpack in this movie. That was my first viewing. My second viewing, kind of a night and day difference. I really enjoy this film. I definitely had a different mindset the second time around. This isn't just a Batman film. It's a murder mystery. A whodunit type film. A detective film. The first scene in this movie, no spoilers. Let me say, it literally sets the tone. This movie hits the ground running immediately. You already know what you're getting yourself into. It's going to be intense. It's a, it's a really good setup. And as you're probably already aware, this is not an origin story. So there's no scene where Bruce becomes Batman or, or anything like that. And in fact, um, Batman is on screen about 90% of the time versus Bruce Wayne. So Bruce Wayne is on screen 10%. When he becomes Batman, when he's in the suit, that's like 90% of the movie. And speaking of Batman, Robert Pattinson, his performance was really interesting. Usually, the Batman voice is different from the Bruce Wayne voice, right? In the movies, like in Dark Knight, I'm Batman, right? Robert's voice, no matter if he's Bruce Wayne or Batman, he kind of sounds the same either way. This is his Bruce Wayne voice, and this is his Batman voice. Kind of like that. I mean, it's not like completely accurate, but you get what I'm trying to say. His voice sounds virtually the same, no matter if he's Bruce Wayne or Batman. And thank God I saw this movie twice. The first time, I thought his voice was a little bit too dry, a little bit too dull. And, I mean, this is a three-hour movie, and this guy's going to be on screen for three hours with that kind of voice? Jesus Christ. That's what I was thinking. In my second viewing, his voice grew on me from beginning to end. I did not find it to be a problem for the most part. And honestly... Uh, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was aware of it when the movie began. And I'm, and I'm like, OK, here's this voice again. But after that, I wasn't even thinking about it. Me personally, I prefer the Batman voice. The Bruce Wayne voice is slightly, slightly dry. And the Batman voice is obviously cooler. Robert Pattinson plays a pretty good Batman. Notice I said Batman, not Bruce Wayne. His Batman performance is really, really good. His Bruce Wayne performance, it's, 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 it's okay. Uh, it's debatable. It's really debatable. When he's Batman, it's kind of a different story. It's kind of hard to call it. They both have very similar personalities uh they, they sound the same you know on um, you don't get a lot of bruce wayne screen time bruce wayne does have 
a creepiness to him <laughs> that is kind of similar to Batman. You know, uh, Bruce Wayne, just looking at him is he's very creepy to look at <laughs> at at times. The biggest compliment that I can give Robert Pattinson as Batman, no other Batman actor has done this. And I think it's something very incredible. It's incredible. On screen, when you see Bruce Wayne on screen, you can easily tell that it's Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, right? He doesn't really disappear into the role. His role isn't Oscar worthy, if you will. Okay. But when he's Batman, you can't tell that it's Robert Pattinson. His Batman is so, he is so unrecognizable when he's Batman. No other Batman actor has done that. Michael Keaton, you can easily tell that it's Michael Keaton in a Batman suit. You can easily tell that it's Christian Bell in a Batman suit. You can't tell that it's Robert Pattinson in that suit. When you see Batman, that's literally all you see. It's incredible. The story is pretty straightforward. The Riddler is the main villain of the movie. We do get some more characters like the Penguin and uh, is it Carmine Falcone or Carmine Falcone? How do you pronounce his name? Anyway, the Riddler, he does something towards the beginning of the movie. I don't want to spoil anything. It's not a spoiler. It's literally the synopsis. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say he does something that sets up the story. And now we have a movie. Paul Dano as the Riddler was pretty entertaining to watch. The Riddler in this movie is very intense. He can be very violent, very unpredictable. Obviously, he's very smart. He's always a step ahead of Batman. The riddles in this movie are very clever and they are not to be missed. Like I said earlier on, this is a movie that you really got to pay attention to, especially the riddles. You can't afford to leave your seat to, to go to the bathroom to get more popcorn or candy or what what have you especially when it comes to the riddles and they're crucial to the movie you gotta pay attention to the riddles zoe kravitz as catwoman i thought her, i thought her performance was i thought it was good i thought it was good Definitely better than Anne Hathaway, nowhere near as good as Michelle Pfeiffer. But to be fair, those three actresses, act, those three ladies, they were playing three different versions of Selena, of, of Selena Kyle. And I will argue that Michelle Pfeiffer's version is the most comic book accurate. And I think that's why I like hers the most. Catwoman in the comics, she seems very, uh, very upbeat, uh, very confident, eye candy, right? But she's a very damaged character. She's very damaged inside. And Michelle Pfeiffer displayed that beautifully. I'm still waiting for that accuracy, that damaged good, that damaged Selena Kyle to make it on screen again. And I, I, I wish that was the case with Zoe Kravitz. That's just me. That's just a little nitpick. Don't get me wrong. Zoe did a pretty good job. She did a pretty good job. And I will not be mad if she returned for the sequel. I, I would love to see her again. Colin Farrell. 
as Penguin. I still don't know how they did it. Talk about a talk about an actor that can disappear into a role. I don't know if it was makeup. Maybe he gained weight for the part. I don't know. I don't know how they did it. His performance as Penguin was uncanny. It was unreal. And it's crazy because realistically, when I think of Colin Farrell as Penguin, it does not seem like an accurate choice. In my opinion, Colin Farrell is the last person that I would think of to play to play uh, Penguin. Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon. I thought his performance was fine. I like the partnership between James and Batman trying to stop the Riddler, track him down, stop the Riddler. James and Batman exchange some pretty good dialogue. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright was he was pretty good. Andy Serkis as Alfred. The first time that I saw this movie, first viewing, he did not make it in my book as Alfred. I wasn't really feeling his performance as Alfred the first time. The second time, it grew on me. Just like Jeffrey Wright. The first time, I really wasn't into Jeffrey Wright. The second time, Alfred, Andy Serkis grew on me as Alfred, and I thought his performance was good. So let's talk about Gotham. What does Gotham look like in this movie? How can I describe it? Let me tell you. This city looks dirty. It looks filthy. It looks scary. This is it, it looks extremely awful. It's an awful city. And it looks very non-fictional. For example, in the movie Batman Begins and In Dark Knight. If you notice, and, I, and I'm sure that you have noticed, Gotham looks very similar to the city of Chicago. And that's because it was filmed in Chicago. In the Batman, Gotham looks completely non-fictional. I don't know what city it is. It looks completely made up. It looks like Gotham, straight out of the comics. The dialogue in this movie, I think this movie has really good dialogue. I like the script. I like the story. All that being said, the characters, sometimes they speak a little bit too soft for my ears. To me, they speak a little bit too soft and they speak a little bit too fast. What's interesting, what's kind of funny, when I saw this movie, um, when the movie opened up, there was captions at the bottom you know the text at the bottom of the screen i thought that was an error maybe somebody up in the booth whatever forgot to turn off the captions i don't know if that was an error or not but i'm actually glad the captions were there what's it called the closed captions the text at the bottom of the screen any other movie it would have been annoying but this particular movie with this kind of soft dialogue the text all through the movie was a huge lifesaver I wonder if that was on purpose or not the soundtrack is pretty nice Batman does have his own theme song whenever he arrives on screen um, you know his little his little theme song something similar to like in Dark Knight right dun 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 or uh, a Michael Keaton. Dun, 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 
the Batman's theme song is a lot more serious. It's, 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 it's something else entirely. It's, it's, it's ex- extremely serious. It's something else. And it certainly adds to his presence. Whenever Batman is on screen, he's a fearful sight. He looks, he's fear. If you are a, if you are a bad guy, if you are a thug, if you are on the receiving end of Batman, Batman will haunt your dreams. And I can see if you were to take a four-year-old to see this movie, it would not surprise me if he was afraid of Batman. Batman is kind of unpleasant to look at. And whenever Batman is on screen, you can't help put to, but to stare at him. To really, you know, really check him out. He looks unpleasant. Let's see. Did I cover everything? Um, oh, uh, real quick. John Turturro is in this movie. He plays Carmine Falcone. Is it Carmine Falcone or Carmine Falcone? I don't know. Um, he, he was great. Everybody in this did good. There was really no dead weight. Everybody was good. Uh, the only kind of dead weight I can think of is probably Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne. It it wasn't perfect. It was good, but it, it wasn't perfect. Uh, definitely his Batman is a little bit more entertaining. Um, the action is good. Uh, again, this movie is in go mode throughout the entire movie. It really doesn't stop. It's constant go 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 there is really not that much downtime the story is constantly moving forward the dialogue in this movie is extremely crucial to listen to everyone has something to say no matter if it's batman penguin catwoman alfred especially the riddler you gotta pay attention to the dialogue pay attention at all times I'm glad I saw this movie a second time. I walked into the theater with a different mindset. I told myself that the Batman is a murder mystery movie. And that's what it is. It's a murder mystery movie. My first mindset was the Batman is going to be a summer blockbuster popcorn kind of a movie that we come to know at this point, right? The Batman is something completely different and changing my mindset, changing my mindset made this movie grow on me astronomically. The Batman has been getting mixed reviews. I've seen tens. I've seen sixes. I've seen sevens. If you do not like the Batman, I would recommend that you watch it one more time. And if you still don't like it, it is what it is. My first viewing of the movie, I had very similar criticisms like everyone else. I thought it was a seven out of 10. But my second viewing, it was it was night and day. I had food in me this time. I went to a different theater. I sat in a very comfortable chair and I knew that I was going to watch a murder mystery movie. I wasn't going to watch a Zack Snyder DCEU Batman, you know. I knew that it was going to be a murder, a murder mystery movie, and I enjoyed it. Simple as that. Most of the things that I thought was a problem in my first viewing was no longer a problem in my second. So what am I going to give the Batman? What grade? I'm going to give it an A minus. Yeah. A minus. I got to give it an A minus. 
uh, the first time around, I was going to give it a, a C, but it bumped up to an A minus. And that's the end of the episode. Boy, did this episode take forever to make. Originally, I wanted the Batman to be on the previous episode, episode 30. But I felt like I couldn't I couldn't give it a thorough review. Remember, I told you I saw the movie twice, so I had to watch it again. And I knew I wasn't going to be ready in time for the upload of episode 30. So I decided to, in its place, talk about Euphoria and Avatar and episode 31. One is going to be about the Batman. So kind of a late review, I know, but better late than ever, right? As you can see, I updated my podcast cover art. I showed my face. This is what I look like. This is the guy that you've been listening to for the past 30 episodes. If you've been following me. Mm hmm. This is me. No filters. Um, I'm a tad bit darker. Just a tad bit. The light was shining on me. I had lighting on my face. I, I, you can kind of see it hitting my jacket. I'm, I'm a tad, just a tad bit darker. But other than that, that, this is me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Long Live Hollywood podcast. My name is Aaron. Be safe out there. Love each other. Do nice things for each other and good things will come to you. I promise you. Take care now. Bye bye.